Welcome to the Redeemer Community Church Podcast. The following audio is from Redeemer Community Church, located in Johnson City, Tennessee. We hope it will be encouraging to you as you listen. God, we're your church, and um, God, we're yours. And we don't do this because we have our stuff together and we have it figured out. Um, God, we do this because we're yours. And we want to live into the person of Jesus more and more. And so I pray for all my friends that are here in this room, who are watching and and across this city. And um, Jesus, we we want to live into the kingdom. The kingdom is such good news. And we really want to live into it. And so we thank you for for what you've done and how good you've been to us. And um, God, we do this to gather around King Jesus, to still still celebrate him as king. And um, that's what we want to proclaim right now, that Jesus still is king. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, hey, um, I get the joy of being able to open up the scriptures for us in this time. Um, And we've said this multiple times over the last couple weeks and even just today. um, But I think it's so important just for us as the church now to 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 talk about, like, we're still the church, and the church is not canceled. Like, the event has shifted some, and we're having to meet through this live uh, format now, and um, which is fine, but church is still us. Like, we are still the family around Jesus, and so as we do this, like, this is still huge, and we still want to gather together, and so this is such a, a joy to be able to still do this in the midst of the brokenness. And, and as we just prayed, uh, and what we'll talk about more here in just a second, is that we want to embody the way of Jesus in these times. And so we believe Jesus is our Savior. He's our King. And He's taught us and introduced a new way to be human. And we want to give ourselves to that in every step of the way. And so wherever you are and wherever you find yourself, like we're all kind of asking the same questions of just, who are we? And what the, what's the nature of the world we live in? And does God care? And is He present? still or what's going on. And so we're all just asking the same kinds of questions. And that's why I'm really excited about what we're talking about today is because this is so relevant and um, so needed. Uh, The kingdom of Jesus is not just this religious concept that uh, we just toss around, but this is actually something that's huge and and it impacts the everyday stuff of our lives. And so today we're talking about the kingdom of God. As for many of us, we've grown up in a, in a church a world or religious tradition of some sort, and you've, hear, you've heard people toss around the word kingdom and just what that means, and so it's just become kind of a junk, junk drawer for us. It just means a ton of, of things. Most of the time, it's the kingdom, as in one day, God's going to do something. He's going to restore and renew things eventually, and there's hope then. But what I think the scriptures give us is actually something that's even more powerful. Like, that's included, but it's also something something deeper and something a lot more present than we often give it. So no matter who you are or where you find yourself at this moment, however you're watching this, um, you're welcome to this conversation around this way of Jesus. So uh, if you got a Bible, uh, you can go to Matthew chapter 4. We're going to look at a brief story. Uh, if you want a map uh, just for our talk today, uh, we'll be talking just quick through two questions. Uh, we're going to make three quick conclusion observations, and then I want to end with just some four, four ideas just to send us um, out of this talk, uh, how we can handle this, uh, the topic of the kingdom into our everyday life. So Matthew chapter 4, and I want to start reading in verse 12. 
It says, now when he heard, this is Jesus, when he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. For those dwelling in the region of shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. Verse 17, from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Put, put a pin in that. He says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Keep going. Verse 18, while walking by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. He said to them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. Verse 23. He went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming, here it is, the gospel of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease, every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, epileptics, paralytics, he healed them. Great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, from Jerusalem, Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. Hey, so uh, this is my call for us. Uh, I just want us to step into the story. Let's just live into the story a little bit. So just put yourself in their shoes. If you're a, a first century Jewish fisherwoman, fisherman, and you're, you're living in this world, and you hear about this Jesus of Nazareth who's coming to your town and he's proclaiming a good news of something. He's proclaiming something. He has a teaching and people are following him and he's healing people. He's doing some really, really cool stuff. What's the thoughts that are formulating in your, in your mind? If you look through the uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospels and the scriptures, Jesus is talking about the kingdom all the time, over and over and over again. He's talking about the good news of the kingdom. And not only the good news of the kingdom, is what he's talking about the good news of the kingdom, but he's saying that it's here. He said it's come near, like it's at hand and it's, it's presently available to us. Like that's the good news of this Jesus of Nazareth, that it's come near. And so what does all this mean? If you're a first century Jewish fisherwoman, fisherman, you'd be clued into this language. Like this is big language. And this is a part of the whole narrative of the scriptures um, that we can have the opportunity now just to step into. And so that's my ask, is let's just step into the story together. As students of Jesus, as we're disciples of Jesus, we want to step into the way that he saw the world and the way that he gave his life to be lived. And so let's live into the story that he gave us. And so we're talking about the kingdom. Like where does the kingdom language first show up? Well, it actually first shows up on page one. Genesis chapter one, when God is spinning everything into existence. Page one begins with God creating beauty 
and order and benefit out of this wild and waste that exists. He steps into the, the watery chaos and he forms beautiful, beautiful things. We have this powerful, wise being who's making beautiful things. And what he does is he forms image bearers. He forms partners. He, he forms them to, to reflect him and to be royal gardeners. He's, he's building this flourishing world, and he wants to partner with humans for the building of a flourishing world. And we know the story. <laughs> we know the story is that the humans make a decision. They make a decision to redefine what is good and evil on their own. And it's a direct rebellion against God. God had been deciding what was good, and he was saying that this is really good, and this is how things are meant to be. This is how I've designed you. And the humans make a decision to do it on their own. And so we know that story, and that's not just a story for us. Like, that's our story. Every single day, you and I are making the exact same decision. Every single day, we're making the same decision to redefine what is good and evil on our own. So we asked the question, is it just over and has God's plan just derailed? And the answer is absolutely not. God sets in motion a plan to restore all things back to the garden again. What he does is he selects a family of Abraham. He doesn't call them from the world. He calls them for the world. He says, from this family, through this family, they're going to be the conduit of blessing that I'm going to restore and renew and bless all things again. Like, that's an incredible story. God has not given up. The story is not derailed yet. Well, this family gets really, really, really big, and they get enslaved to this big superpower, Egypt. Egypt and Pharaoh, like, represent, like, this, what is wrong with the world. They represent the human decision to redefine what is good and evil on their own, and they become enslaved to the Egyptians. And the people of Israel are just crying out to God. And what's so powerful here is that God does not leave them in the mess. He does not leave them in the wild and waste, but God steps in. And in the story of of Exodus, God steps in to the mess. He confronts evil and he liberates his people. He steps into the mess. He's confronting evil and he's liberating his people. What's awesome is in chapter 15 of Exodus, the last, one of the last lines of chapter 15, they're praising God because he just set them free and they proclaim God as king. They say God reigns forever and ever. He is king forever and ever, still. And that's so, that's so powerful because what just happened, God confronted the evil in their lives and he's liberating his people. And he says, from this family, I'm gonna restore blessing to the nations. I'm gonna get everything back to the garden of Eden again. Everything's gonna be restored and renewed. He invites them into a relationship with him and partnership with him. If they would just give themselves to him and his way and how he has ordered the world. But we know the story. The humans of Israel, they make a decision to redefine what is good and evil on their own. And this is a a, a crazy story. It's a tragic story. But again, this story is not far from us. These were little decisions over a long period of time where they're just continually choosing their own way and unleashing more death and destruction and darkness into the world. So what happens eventually is uh, the family of Israel just spirals out of control. Um, They go so far down the path of just wanting to be like the other nations instead of being a light to the nations. And so God gives them over to what they want most. Eventually, uh, another big empire comes in, sweeps them out, and they get taken into captivity again. 
And it seems like all hope is lost and everything's just spiraled out of control. But what's so huge is there's a prophet Isaiah who comes in a couple decades into the exile and has a message of good news. And so you don't have to turn there, but this is uh, Isaiah chapter 52. Listen, this is Isaiah 52, verse seven. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice together. They sing for joy. For eye to eye, they see the return of the Lord to Zion coming home. Break forth together into singing, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The, the prophets look forward to the day that, that the exile would be over. That God would again step into the world confront evil and liberate his people. Like this is a story that we're living in. This is a story that keeps repeating itself just as Adam and Eve were exiled from the garden. Now the people of Israel were exiled from their land. And the hope is that God is gonna do something. God's gonna step back in. Is God still king? Like these are the questions that they'd be asking. And what's crazy is that those are similar questions that we're always asking. Is has God given up? And is the story derailed yet? Well, the prophet Isaiah says, God still reigns as king and God is coming. (laughs) There is still restoration and renewal coming. So the the people of Israel come back home and they do get released and they start rebuilding. They start rebuilding homes and their temple and everything. But they're still far. The exile is still existing in their hearts. We still look forward to the day where God is going to do something about my corrupt heart. Like they were still just as corrupt after. And so all the Old Testament scriptures are still pointing forward, still looking forward to another time where someone's going to step in, God's going to still reign as king, evil's going to be confronted, and people are going to be liberated again. And so let's flash back to Matthew chapter 4. The, all the, this story is uploaded now. It's uploaded into our system. This is, these are the things that be firing off. We have this Jesus of Nazareth who steps in and says, the kingdom is here. Come, you can get in on it. This is huge. There's a, there's a new ruler that's called Rome and they're just ruling and reigning in the day of the first century. And so Jesus steps on the scene and he says, the kingdom's here. So if you're a first century fisherman, fisherwoman, like you live by the truths of the Old Testament scriptures that one day God's going to do that. And Jesus is saying it's happening now through him. All the things that the Old Testament scriptures were looking forward to, that God was going to get the slavery and the poverty and the hunger and the sickness and the greed and the selfishness out of his world. We want it out of God's world too. And Jesus says it started with him. Jesus said it was all beginning in him. God's reconciling people and the earth back to himself again. Return, come, is Jesus' message. He's not saying be good enough. He's saying come and get in on this. God is doing this and he wants you to be in. So what was Jesus all about? 
He was all about the kingdom of God coming on earth as is in heaven. That's why he taught us to pray that God, the way that God has ordered and designed all things from the very beginning to actually happen, where all things are existing in wholeness and renewal and restoration and, and, and harmony together. That's what the whole thing is getting towards. And in the person of Jesus, it was said to be happening. God is putting all things back to rights again. So Jesus is on the scene announcing the good news. Don't miss this, the good news that you can now, no matter who you are or where you are, you can be involved in what God is doing in the world. The good news is that everything's been taken care of and the kingdom of God is now accessible to us. No matter who you are, how religious or irreligious you are, whatever you've done, Jesus says, come, come and get in on it. Um, As I've taught about the kingdom uh, in the past, I've used two illustrations I think are just really, really helpful. Um, As we think about the kingdom of God breaking into our everyday lives, it's like two things. It's like cake and it's like symphony. Now just bear with me, this, it works. It's like cake. Um, I love cake. Cake's incredible. Um, Only certain kinds of cake, though. Cake is awesome. But this is what cake is. Cake is a combination of ingredients. And what's terrible about cake is you can't just take those individual ingredients and just eat them. If you take a bite of a a stick of butter and just pretend like it's great, like, you know, you're joking. But they're individual pieces that are being summed up into something that's really, really good. It's also like a symphony. A symphony is a combination of these instruments playing together. If you take one isolated from the others, it's still going to sound beautiful. It's still going to be really, really awesome. But as you're listening to it, you're going to have an overwhelming sense that this was made for something so much bigger. Like this is supposed to be a part of something bigger than itself. And the kingdom of God breaking into our lives is like both of those. It includes the sour, the bitter parts of our lives that don't make sense and of our world that are being summed up into something beautiful. It also includes the isolated events of our lives or your own heart, your own passions and desires or whatever is beautiful about our world. They're amazing. And some of the things that humans have put into the world have been beautiful and and amazing. But by themselves, we all have this overwhelming sense that we were meant for more, that this was meant for something more. And the kingdom of God is, is both. Ephesians 1 says that God is working all things to sum up in Christ. And so much of our lives are just like a bunch of broken glass that just cut and they just hurt in our hands. But the good news is that God is summing them up into something beautiful, a beautiful mosaic that comes together. It's in in Jesus. And there's parts of our lives that God's gifted you for and done in our world that's amazing, but it's meant to be something, a part of something that's so much larger than itself. So the kingdom of God comes breaking in. It's including all the rough and the hard things, redeeming, and it's restoring and renewing and reconciling all things coming together again. So if you've given your allegiance to Jesus, if you're a part of this community, if you're part of the, the faith around Jesus, the people around Jesus, like you're a part of something that's so much larger than yourself. It's not just as small religious experiences. Like you're a part of the kingdom of God coming on earth as in heaven. Like you're a part of this whole plan of what God is accomplishing here and now. So have, we have all that uploaded, all that's in our brains. Who are we? As we, we talk about, we're disciples of Jesus. Like, what does that even mean? Jesus came and in the context of him talking about 
Here's the kingdom. The kingdom's the good news. It's here. He was calling people to come and be his disciples. He was calling people to come and learn from him. Come and learn from me and put into practice my way of life. And so for disciples of Jesus, our goal is to think the way that Jesus thinks and feel the way that Jesus feels and do the things that Jesus would do. Because what do we believe about this Jesus of Nazareth? We believe that he steps on the scene and he called himself more than anything, the son of man, which is a turn of phrase meaning the human. Like he steps on the scene and he says, I'm the human. And he lives his life in complete obedience to God in all the ways that you and I fail to. In all the ways that you and I were made to be human, Jesus was and is. And we perpetually fail to. Jesus was everything for us. And so if Jesus really was what it means to be human, he was everything that I was made to be. As a disciple of his, I want to press into him. I want everything that he is to just cover me. We're talking about being a non-anxious presence and, and living our lives free from hurry and stress. And like, that seems like crazy far out there if we're honest. But the way of Jesus tells us it's actually possible for us. He's opened, he's made the way of the kingdom of God to break into our lives and for you to actually be restored and renewed and for me to actually experience that restoration and that renewal. So what this means for us is that we get to participate in the story. We're not just isolated from these events. This is not just something that's attested to for our religion or a faith or just spirituality or just certain days of the week, like a Sunday. Like, like if you uh, are a human and we've given our allegiance to Jesus, our thing is to participate in the story. As we participate in the story, we can actually find ourselves completely renewed. The kingdom of God is not just out there, it's in here too. God is restoring and renewing me. It's not just about believing right things. It's about my whole humanity being renewed, my whole self being renewed. This is the journey of stepping into the kingdom of God that's presently available to us. God is doing something beautiful with everything, and he wants you to be included. Discipleship to Jesus in his kingdom is stepping into this, stepping into what God's already up to. So let's just zoom in on the person of Jesus for a second. Jesus steps on the scene, says the kingdom's here. All those things are firing off in our brains. What God has done in the past, him stepping in, uh, saving his people, he still reigns as king. We have all those things uploaded. So as Jesus steps on the scene, he says the kingdom's here. We know two things are about to happen. Evil is going to be confronted. People are going to be freed. So Jesus is on the scene. He was everything that you and I were made to be, but failed to be. In his death, he brought into himself the death, the sin, everything, brought it into himself, and he took it to the grave. And the good news is that he didn't just stay there. He left it there, and he got back up again, new and different. He got back up as a new creation, and what happened to him, God is in the business of doing to all things. God is in the business of recreating all things. 
The good news, and I, you can't miss it, the good news is that you can actually be a part of it. This is not far from us. This is presently available to each and every one of us. No matter who you are or where you are or where you come from, you're invited to participate in this story. And this is an incredible story that God has invited us to live into. You are now part of this story that's so much larger than just us individually. God is doing something amazing in the world and he, he wants us in on it. In Jesus's death, he went from being the messenger, bringing the good news of the kingdom to the king who would reign over it. He defeated sin and evil and he established a way by which all of his followers can take part in the kingdom of God. So if you miss everything, don't miss this next statement. This is, about the king, this is what the kingdom of God calls us to. The kingdom of God calls us to believe that God is here. God is reigning over our lives. He really will accomplish all he said he would. The kingdom of God calls us to believe that God really is here. God really is reigning over our lives, and he really will accomplish all that he said he would. This is what he's been doing from the beginning, stepping into the mess, confronting evil, liberating his people. He's done it finally and fully in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, and he set the world free. Like he's recreating all things, and he wants us in on it. The invitation is open to anybody. Jesus says in Mark 8, whoever will be my disciple, come. Doesn't matter if you're smart enough or if you have a right work ethic, you have your life together, you don't have any questions or doubts, doesn't matter. He says, come, you're invited to the table. Maybe you've uh, given yourself as a disciple of Jesus for a while um, and you've not participated in the story of the kingdom. The invitation is the same. The kingdom of God is presently available to us. Hey, I'm just going to end with uh, four quick thoughts, um, and then we're going to read something together just to end. Um, but these are just four quick handles I just want to give um, as we try to just live this out this week. We're talking about living into the way of Jesus. This is how he saw the world. He had a kingdom narrative of how he saw the world, where God really is restoring, renewing, reconciling all things. That's how he saw the world, and that's what he lived into and preached into and organized his life around. And so what does that mean for us? Well, number one, I think it's just pivotal that we have to ask, what story are we living into and who are we becoming? What story are we living into and who are we becoming? We're always being formed. We're not, and it's not a question of if we're being formed or shaped. It's a question of who or what are we being formed or shaped by. And so if we're not telling ourselves what is true, if we're not telling ourselves the story, then someone or something else will. And I'm telling you, this is an incredible story to live into, especially now as our world seemingly is falling apart. What are we telling ourselves? And what are we telling each other? What's the good news that we're telling each other? It's a present, presently available good news that's here now. What story are we telling each other and ourselves? Number two, Jesus called himself he called people to himself. And so here's the thought is commit yourself to trying out Jesus's way of life and learning from him. 
Just commit to trying out Jesus's way of life and learning from him. He had the kingdom narrative. He had his practices and rhythms. It doesn't matter how you sit with Jesus. Just let's, let's gather around him and the things he taught us and the way that he organized his life. And, and let's gather around it. And I personally believe that you will actually discover the life you were made for. You will actually, actually experience the life we, you've always wanted in the person of Jesus. Number three, the kingdom encompasses all of life, not just part. The kingdom encompasses our actual world. And I've said this a number of times, but I'm really trying to hit it home, is that this is not just ethereal language. This is not just spiritual stuff. Like This is our actual physical existence that the kingdom encompasses. Work, home, school, dreams, pain, love, loss, anxiety, money, worry, sickness, anger. It's all included in the kingdom of God. We don't have isolated aspects of our lives. We don't have isolated parts of who we are. It's all coming together in the person of Jesus. Everything's included. And number four, think about where you currently see and need God's restoring and renewing work. Where do you currently see the need for the kingdom? I mean, just look at our world for one. Like we need the good news that God is still king. We need the good news that God is still on his throne. And we really do have a good father. And where do you see it in yourself? Where are the broken parts of your life that you still need God's restoring and renewing work? Where do you see it in your community? Where do you see the need for God's kingdom to come on earth as in heaven? God's kingdom to come in Johnson City as in heaven. The way that God designed all things to be, where do you see the need in and around us? Where can we jump on board to what God is already doing? We know this is the story of God. This is what he's about. Now, how can we just jump on to what he's already up to? We don't start it. We don't make it happen. He's already doing it and he's inviting us in. So how can we just jump on board? Um, Hey, I just want to end... with this passage from Revelation 21. Um, this has been just really helpful just for me in, in our current world. Um, this is the end of the story. We're living between the pages right now. And this is the end of the story. We're looking forward to the day where the call to Abraham comes to completion. Like God, this family, from this family, the rest of the world is blessed and all things are restored and renewed. And it's happening in this person of Jesus and it's spreading through his kingdom that's coming on earth as in heaven. And so we look to the day that this tells us about. So this is Revelation 21. I saw a new heaven, new earth. The first heaven and the first earth passed away. Sea was no more. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of the skies, out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. That's page one. God was dwelling with his people. The dwelling place of God is with 
man, he will dwell with them. They will be his people. God himself will be with them as their God. Just Here it is. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Verse 5. He who is seated on the throne, seated on the throne, king, seated on the throne, said, Behold, I am making all things new. This is the story. This is the story that we get to live into as disciples of Jesus. We live into the story all the time, but especially now as we need to live in the story more, we need to remind ourselves of this good story. And this is where we are as disciples of Jesus. So what's the story that we're telling each other? What are you telling yourself? Is it the good news of the kingdom? And how can we jump on board? How can we participate in the kingdom of God coming on earth? as in heaven. And we really can proclaim in the midst of a mess that God still reigns as king. Let me pray. Jesus, um, God, these are really, really good things that we want to gather around. Um, God, just briefly, we can just look over the course of what you've done and celebrate. We can look over the course of what you've done and say you've always been faithful and you've been here and rolling over our lives. And I pray that your past faithfulness just gives us so much hope and faith now. So as disciples of Jesus, we want to tell ourselves the the true story of the kingdom. We want to tell each other the true story of the kingdom, that it's presently available to us and we can just step in. And so I pray for all my friends in this room who are listening to this in this city God, that we we want to pray that Jesus taught us to pray that your kingdom would come. Your will would be done on earth as in heaven. We're yours. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this audio from Redeemer Community Church in Johnson City, Tennessee. You can connect with us and find out more information at RedeemerCommunity.com.